I know some of you already started on the uh, quiz there. That's okay. Um, just don't Google. No Google. The quiz is for fun to see, just to see uh, kind of uh, what, what we know coming into this. You know, it'll be good to, to do coming in. And then on the back side uh, of the series when we're done, hopefully um, any things that you didn't know on the front side, you'll know by the time we get to the end. Um, I'm going to uh, review just for a minute what we talked about last week. Uh, did everybody get a, a sheet, a handout, a notes page? Did everybody get one of those on the way in? They were on the what, ran out of quizzes. Yeah, I didn't make it. I thought we were going we to do that in a little while, and I thought maybe you could do them together with a buddy. But I'll uh, I'll get I'll get some more. Okay. Um. Did you get the notes page, like the handout with the notes page with the two charts on it? Okay. Um, last week, um, hey, by the way, let me make a quick announcement. Um, uh, no home groups this coming Sunday night. No home groups. Memorial Day weekend. Um, we didn't communicate that last weekend, but we should have. So no home groups this Sunday night. Um, all right. Um, uh, we, we started last week looking at um, at looking at... The, the question of what are religions and how did religions develop? How 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 do um, how do scholars think that religion started? Where did religion, this idea, what is a religion? Where did they start? How have they developed uh, over history? And I presented to you what is a very very common um, approach to answering that question. It's called the evolutionary model. We talked about that last week, um, and you have a. I gave you a little graphic um, chart. Uh, in your in your notes page there that you if you have it in front of you that you, I didn't have that chart for you last week but um, but do you remember can anybody does anybody remember what this represents how does this 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 um, hypothesis of how religion I mean religions came about and developed over centuries what is what is this basically okay it's basically the application of evolutionary theory to the to this question but give me the basic rundown. When you're looking at that chart, where do we start? Bottom or top? Okay, so the, the idea is that they would say that all religions kind of start at this bottom level manna phase. And what, what, when we talk about this word manna here, what does it mean? What is that? that? What kind of religion is noted by manna on that lowest level? Hey, Josh, did I put that chart in my, um, that evolutionary model chart? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. Manna, what, what, I think I put it in your notes there, so you can cheat and look. Um, um, manna, that, what are we talking about there? Okay, so re- so the, the way this thing is set up and the way this hypothesis plays out is they would argue that you know that um, all religions kind of started at this bottom line thing called manna, this this sort of a deal where um, they were people became at some point vaguely aware of these spiritual forces that are impersonal out there and um, began to recognize that and began to to form some belief systems around that. And then over time, as the society advanced um, and and the religion became more more developed, then it it moved from that idea, uh, it developed to the next level, which is what? Okay, animism. And how's animism different? What's the next step there? It's not just a matter of unknowable, impersonal forces. What's what happens there? What's that? 
Okay, so yeah, it, it becomes more personal. You have personal spirits that are that are being uh, regarded and worshipped and bowed down to and various sorts of ways of paying homage to these personal spirits. Still lots of them, but they go from being impersonal to personal. And um, okay, so then, uh, and, and there's a couple different kinds there that are notable. Kind of spirits are we talking about here? Okay, ancestor spirits, nature spirits. Okay, so just think Pocahontas. Think um, what's that? Avatar. Yeah, there you go. It's another movie that kind of has that idea. The idea that you know your ancestors, your grandma and grandpa, these um, matriarch and patriarch of your family, though they're dead, they're now spirits that are still very active. They're still watching. They can still be consulted. Uh, they still should be consulted in very important decisions. If you don't consult them, um, they may get offended and bad things may happen to you. And so um, whether it's ancestor spirits or the spirit that's, that's in the tree or in the forest or in the river, um, the whole idea at this kind of a religion is you, you, you go about your life trying to manipulate the spirits and appease the spirits and do everything to, to get the spirits in your corner so that they're, they're being kind to you and doing good things for you as opposed to ticking them off. And then they do what? Well, bad things happen. You get sick. You die. You fall and break your arm. You know, um, your crop doesn't grow. It doesn't rain or whatever. Okay, so that's what happens. So as as this theory goes, um, the society began to societies began to develop even more, began to become a little more sophisticated, and that belief system begins to grow, and it moves from animism to polytheism. What what what's the difference here? Okay, so we're not now talking about just spirits. We're talking about gods, and much more powerful than a simple spirit. And now we're dealing with many kinds of gods. And um, there's the worship of many gods, the recognition of many gods, some of them territorial, some of them related to the family or whatever, just lots of gods. Um, and sometimes the worship of a whole bunch of different gods within a certain family or group. So as things developed even further, and things got more sophisticated, it moves from polytheism to then this thing called henotheism. What's the idea there? Okay, we recognize that there are many gods, but there's only one that we worship. Okay? So the idea that there's lots of gods out there, but our God is this God, and this is the one that we worship. And we saw some examples of that in the Old Testament. Um, and then as things develop even more and get more sophisticated, you end up where? Monotheism, one God, and that's all there is, and that's who we worship. And then the question mark is, what's the next step in development? Um, some would argue things like secular humanism or the realization that we really don't need a God at all, that we are gods, or we, all, we are all there is, this world is all there is, the earth is all there is, and so on. Um, so... I just wanted to review that because uh, in your group question, what I want you to do here when you group up is I want you to um, to interact a little bit on that idea. What, how does this strike you, this theory? How does it strike you? And what are, um, do, you, are you, do you buy it? Does it make sense? So the idea is that, you know, if we just take Christianity, we're a monotheistic religion, one God, that's who we worship. We don't recognize any other gods. Somewhere way back in history, they would say that Christianity started at the level of manna, and has developed throughout the centuries to now become what it is today, up at the top of that, you know, in that top category. Interact with that, with this theory. Um, do you buy it? If you do, or if you don't, say it. And if you don't, why do you not buy it? Do you, can you think of any reasons why that might be a faulty way of 
of looking at how religion has developed. Um, so I want you to do that, and then I want you to take the uh, quiz that I that I gave you, passed out. You can you can do that with a friend, a partner, a couple people. Um, just walk through that and see how many of them you can, uh, how many of them you get. You'll probably get a lot of them, but um, see, it'll be a good way to, fun way to expose what we know here, and then we'll pull together, and uh, we'll deal with another another which I think is another idea of how this is all developed, and um, and, and finish building our foundation so that we can start with Judaism next week. Okay? You have a good question, Greg? Huh? It's been, a, it's been around a good while. Uh, 19th century, I think. Uh, you know, about the same time evolution was getting applied to everything else. Yep. Okay. All right. So um, there's your, your two, two things to do as a group. So jump on it, and uh, we'll pull back together in about uh, 10 minutes or so. How are you? All right, uh, let's pull it together here. <clears throat> See how you did. We'll do the quiz first, all right? Since you want to know the answers. Since you all already know the answers. <clears throat> hey, while we're going over the quiz, um, last week I gave out some, um, some uh, a two-page front and back um, with some charts on it, with some definitions and some things like that. Um, if you were not here and you would like those, or if you didn't bring yours back and you want another copy, just raise your hand with the other people and I won't know who's what. Anybody else? Okay. We do. All right, um, all right. Now, some of these questions were intentionally uh, simple here. Some of them were not so simple. I don't think. I gotta grab some more. Where's Michael? Is Michael here? Yeah. All right. Number one, a follower of Islam is called a Muslim. Did you guys get that one? It's two pages. Each one is two pages, and they're in order. Okay. No, just uh, if you if you still need the charts, raise your hand over here, John. Whoever who needed the charts. Okay. All right. Number two, the founder of Islam is. All right, D. It's like blah 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 blah. Okay. D. Muhammad. All right. The belief in one God is called what? A. You got it. Founder of Buddhism is. A, you're correct. Some of the sacred texts of the Hindus include 
C. The sacred text or holy book of followers of Islam is C. Which is not one of the five pillars associated with Islam? D, correct. The five pillars of faith, which include praying five times uh, towards which city? A, Mecca. All three major monotheistic religions developed in this region. Where? C. Hinduism and Buddhism both developed in this area. C. C. India. (laughs) Not Italy. Come on. You're messing with me. Um, Judaism and Christianity and Islam all B. Worship only one God. The Torah is a sacred writing for which religion? Judaism. A. The belief that the soul never dies but is continually reborn and reincarnated is associated with which ones? D. Following the Eightfold Path and the Four Noble Truths to achieve enlightenment is associated with which religion? Oh, see, now there was a a quieter answer to that one. That would be A. This religion can be divided into Catholic, Protestant, and Orthodox. All right, you didn't miss that one, okay? That that would... Oh, what did you say was the answer? B, it's B, yes, it's B. Um, So... um, 18. Diwali, the festival of lights, is important to which religion? C. C. Number 19. What's that symbol? Number C. C. Islam. The crescent with a star. Number 18. Or number 19. Number uh, 21. There was no number 20. Number 21. The Om symbol re- represents which religion? 21 is B. B, B, 21, that funny symbol, 19 was C, all right, 22, Ramadan is the holy month of fasting for which religion, C, Islam, the western wailing wall is located in Jerusalem, which faith is it associated with, A, correct, number 24, another funny picture, um, deals with Brahman, Taking the form of three deities. Which one? B it is. Hinduism. Hinduism. All right, uh, number 25, what'd you get? C, Christianity and Buddhism. It was number 25. Number 30. The answer is D, correct. Christianity and Islam together make up more than 50% of the world's followers. Number 34. Number 34 is B, Shabbat, Sabbath. 37, what are the clergy in Buddhism called? C, monks. One of the five practices of Buddhism is to? B is correct. Gurus are a type of clergy in which religion? D, Hinduism. There's no official clergy in Islam, but people who lead prayers at mosques are called? They are called imams. All right, which is the oldest religion, number 41? It is A, Hinduism. Hinduism. All right, uh, what is karma? Good guess. I think that's what C is. Um, That's a bit debatable. We'll get to that when we talk to Hindu. C, 43, which of the following religions believe in karma? 
<laughs> All of the above. Both Buddhism and Hinduism believe in karma. Two main sects of Islam. A and D, Sunni and Shia. What's the language of Judaism? <laughs> Those Polish Hebrews, yes. No, it is Hebrew. Jews who keep kosher do what? All right, they do B, dietary laws. All right, which, now this, see, this one is debatable. I just am interested to see what your answer. Uh, which, which of the following were true about Israel? All right, C is definitely true. Surely you didn't say D, right? Definitely not a place of peace. Um, B, what do you think? I think B, um, C is definitely so. A, I, you know, I'm not sure my answer key is correct on that. I think, I think A is not, but the word predominantly is the issue there. How many of you have been to Israel? So what kind of folks are in Israel? Jews? C. <laughs> that wasn't a multiple choice question. That was a, you know, fill in the blank here, Greg. It, it, it is mostly Jewish, but if you go to cities like, like Jerusalem, for instance, um, you know, you've, it's quartered, so you've got a Jewish quarter, but you've also got a Christian quarter. You've also got other quarters. All right, you, I've lost you guys in the back. Totally lost you guys in the back. Okay. All right, hey, question, uh, question number one. Did you guys... <whistles> Hello. That'll be fun to listen to on the web right there. Um, Number one, this evolutionary model of religion, where it began. What did you guys, did you talk a little bit about that? What did you make of that? Did you buy it? Yay or nay? Nay. Okay. Nay is the correct answer. Um, however, it is a predominant model. Um, what, what did you talk about with that? I mean, what... It certainly seems reasonable. What makes it seem reasonable? At least on a first glance. What makes it seem reasonable? What? Okay, it's sort of... You can see that as possibly happening. It's logical to some degree. Okay, so you saw all of those levels. Hey, Josh, could you pop that evolutionary model chart up there for me? Okay, so I think that's one of the things. You know, all of those different... There are religions right now, currently in the world, that fit every one of those levels. They exist. So, in reality, you can see examples of each of those around the world right now. And most of history, those have been around. So, okay. All right, so why then why do you not buy it if it seems reasonable on those levels? Okay, so the one we're most familiar with would be the Bible, I would assume. How does this not fit with the Bible? <laughs> You're right. Okay, so so let's just go there to Genesis 1. Um, the first verse of the whole Bible is, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Capital G, one singular God 
personal God, created everything, including human beings, named them, had a very personal relationship with the first uh, man and woman, Adam and Eve. So the Bible doesn't begin with manna, does it? It begins where? In monotheism, it begins at the other end and, 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 and paints a different picture. Okay, so, the, so definitely does, the Bible doesn't paint this picture. Okay, good, good answer. What else did you guys... That's right. That's right. There are some that have been very stable and you don't see the progression happening. That's for sure. Um, anything else? What else do you guys talk about? Jeff? Yeah, actually, it is. Yeah, you don't, you don't get... The, you get some of these other levels, like henotheism, but you don't get it... You, they're shown as the aberration outside of... Outside of um, God. So that's true. Anything else? There's some other things that you don't know uh, probably about this that, that, um, that would be helpful. And that is that uh, just from an observational science level, this never plays out anywhere historically. You can't find a single example of any religion in the world where it has tracked this this track exactly there's not a single example of any religion that started at the level of manna and progressed through those levels to monotheism to where it is now it just doesn't exist um now that hasn't stopped this theory from propagating and being a, a very very popular theory um it's but it's just never been deserved observed and what actually is observed uh when you start digging into this is that all of these things exist but change actually can happen and has happened in any direction. According to this model, change only happens what way? Yeah, from the bottom level up. And what happens in, in observation uh, historically is that there are examples of moving from one level to the other, but there are examples of moving in both directions, not just in an upward direction. And another thing that's a problem with this is that um, the, the way this theory works is what happens as you move from the bottom? What causes the move from bottom to top, upwards? Okay, you have education and you have development going on. And largely, the theory says that it tracks with the development of the culture, the material development of the culture. You know, as the culture gets more intelligent, more wealthy, and so on, it begins to become more sophisticated. So it moves as a culture from less sophisticated to more sophisticated, and the more sophisticated we get, we start shedding all these rituals and magic and spirits and all that, moving our way up to the top. But the problem is, observationally, it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. Um, some of the, the most primitive um, uh, people groups that are observable have a very strong faith in one singular God with no magic or ritual whatsoever. Um, so that kind of blows this whole idea out of the water. That wouldn't make any sense with this model, would it? Because this model says the more materialistic, the more intelligent, the more things we accumulate, the more sophisticated we become, the more we shed those things. But that doesn't seem to happen. Um, what, what we find is that there is no universal pattern whatsoever of upward development. There's development and there's change, but it moves in different directions. Um, and uh, and, and there's, there's definitely no evidence of this kind of a pattern 
that's going on. So, um, so even though there is no observational real evidence here, um, you know, so what do people who propagate this say when faced with that kind of that kind of an idea? They say, well, you know, they're, they're, what, what do they say when evolution is applied to other things? When macro evolution is applied to other things? When you say, well, where's the evidence of change from one level to the next? Well, they'll say, well, there's no, there's no evidence, but we just need more time. If there was more time, we would have the evidence. Or they would, they argue in this case that that um, Christianity or Islam has, um, where you have these movements in the different direction, uh, that, that it's because of the influence of other religions have corrupted the normal pattern, so to speak. They would make that kind of an argument, but it just doesn't, it doesn't fly. It doesn't fly observationally. Um, there really isn't a clear pattern uh, in that in that regard. So what is the alternative to this in answering the question, where did, how did religion come about and where did it develop? Um, I'm going to just introduce you to this. We're not going to spend a lot of time. I just want you to know that it's there. It's something called original monotheism. It makes a lot more sense. And it squares a lot better with what Scripture teaches. The idea that religion began not with human beings becoming vaguely aware of a spiritual force, but religion begins where? On the other end, with a God who existed before human beings, who then created human beings with a knowledge of him. So it begins not at the bottom of that triangle, at manna, but it actually began where? At the very top, with monotheism. So a chart you have in your, um, in your notes there, uh, and also we can pop one up on the screen here. Um, it looks more complicated than it is, really. But the idea is that religion is a start. It starts with monotheism, with a God who is... And one of two things happen. Um, over time, that original, if you follow to the left, um, there you, you find a historic trail from then right down to monotheistic traditions today. Christianity. What are other monotheistic traditions? Christianity, one God. What other ones? Judaism, one God. Monotheism. Islam, one God. Okay? So we could trace that tra- trail all the way down. But what happens is not that as... Societies become more sophisticated and more developed that they shed all of those things. The exact opposite is the, is the pattern. That what happens is those, as those things develop, uh, uh, what happens is decay tends to happen. They begin to, to, to fade away from a belief in one original God and one true God. And magic and ritual and spiritism and all these things develop in the, in the other direction, as we move further away from a belief in one God, we see those things start to develop. Does that make sense? I mean, it's almost the exact opposite, isn't it, of the other? Um, and this fits with the Bible, because the Bible begins with God, doesn't it? That there, the, the idea that there is a God who's personal, um, along with some other things. Um, and so the idea is there are some traditions that you trace all the way back to the beginning is monotheism, but where we have things that are other than monotheism... It's because there's been a decay or a movement away, away from one true God. Um, and you would find in developed countries, that makes more sense, doesn't it? As sophistication increases, uh, we don't get closer to the idea of monotheism. We tend to do what? Move away from it. I mean, look at our American culture. It's, it's a pretty sophisticated culture. Um, but, I mean, are we moving closer to belief firm belief in one God or are we moving toward decay and things like 
new age spiritism popping up and becoming more popular. Things like Kabbalah, you hear Hollywood stars and to that. This is a Jewish offshoot of spiritualism. Um, things where there's more magic and ritual. We, we think in our minds, when we think magic and ritual, we think of the aborigine out in the jungle somewhere, right? Um, but that's not so. I mean, there, are, there is some of that, but there's just as much magic and ritual and more developed societies as well. It just has a little different form. Um, so anyway, I, I just wanted you to see that um, this is a different way of looking at this. You'll, you'll, you, you may run across people coming at it from this evolutionary model. It, it it's observationally doesn't make sense. This does. And this squares um, much more closely with what the Bible teaches. A guy by the name of Wilhelm Schmidt. I like that name because Schmidt is kind of close to Smith. Um, maybe in my German history, that's, uh, that's uh, related. Um, but anyway, I wanted you to just, just um, you can associate his name with this idea of original monotheism. He did a good job of, of debunking a lot of the evolutionary theory in relationship to where religion began. Um, so I want you to take a look at these charts real quick. That's all we'll say about that. Um, uh, but I just wanted you to be introduced to the idea of answering that question, where did religion come from? Two different worlds of answers to that. And uh, you don't need to know all the details of that, but at least recognize when you hear one or the other. Okay? I had a question. Oh, fetishism. Yeah, that word in our culture means all kinds of things. Fetishes, doesn't it? Um, fetishes um, are, are, are are things that um, are part prim- primarily of animism and some other parts, but like little uh, little dolls or little sticks or little... Uh, little little tokens that have some sort of a um, uh, belief to have some sort of a spirit value that can be worshipped or used as a part of ritual and magic are called fetishes. That's what they are. Kind of like that. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, not this doesn't have the sexual connotations that the word fetish would have in American culture or the internet culture. Well, they're, they're part of, they're, they're, it can be, it can be, but, but the fetishes are the objects, they're the objects, okay? All right, so look at your charts real quick. Uh, I just want to introduce you to some, some words. That's what these are here for. You don't need to memorize them. That's why I gave you the chart, but I want you to know what they mean because uh, as we navigate through these different religions, we're going to come at them with these words. Um, there's one that says, what is religion on the front? We locked it, looked at that last week, so flip that one over. Um, on the bottom it says charts two, three, four. Up at the top it says four functional modes of religion. Are you with me? On the same page here. Um, look at that chart we just minute. I want you to think in terms of what what is this saying? Religion, regardless of whatever it is, it, it functions in different ways. Okay, and these four words: existential, intellectual, institutional, and ethical, are different ways at coming at the effect of a religion, okay? So every religion has some sort of existential perspective. That is to say, it deals with the way that 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 faith or that religion is experienced, okay? Anybody who's a part of religion experiences it a certain way, right? That's the way that they personally experience it, how they they practice their faith, okay? Every faith, every religion is practiced some sort of a way, all right? Um, But you can also come at at different religions from the idea of, of, of the intellectual, what, what, what do I mean by that, the intellectual? Every religion is experienced, but it also has a set of what? Doctrines or beliefs, right? 
There are certain things that are part of what they believe, the intellectual part of the religion. And, and you need to realize that there's, uh, both of those things exist. You know, Christians experience Christianity in different ways, but Christianity is also, and it can be defined in those terms, but it can also be defined by a set of doctrines, what Christianity believes. Okay? Um, and then you've got the institutional. That is to say that every religion has some sort of an institution built around it. You know, what does the institution look like? The Christian church, what does that institution look like? And how does that define? It's different from Christianity to Islam. Um, and then you can also come at, at religion from the issue of the ethical. How does that religion play out in the ethics of the people that practice it? Uh, what are the, the ethical, the teachings and the beliefs? What kind of moral conduct um, is the result of that? And um, you'll see that differently, right? Um, from Buddhism, what does that prescribe as moral conduct versus Christianity? I, I want you to be familiar with those terms because every religion that we'll look at uh, has each of, you know, there are things to say about each of those things. And one of the things that I find that, that we have that happens sometimes when we look at world religions, we just deal with the intellectual. We just think in terms of the beliefs. Here's what, here's what Buddhists believe, A, B, C, D. But that's only one little slice of Buddhism. There's a whole lot more to it than just what people believe. There's the whole aspect of how do they experience it? What does their worship look like? What is the average Buddhist? How does that? How do they practice that Buddhism? And then what does the institution around it look like? And then what kind of a moral code develops out of it? All of those things are important in trying to grasp what a religion is, uh, any particular religion. So we'll try and as we move our way through, kind of dabble in each of those areas for each of these religions. Okay. Um, uh, we won't spend any time on the other two charts on there. You can read those. Um, on the other page, this says charts five and six. Um, six dimensions of religion. This is kind of related to the one that we just looked at, but it gives you a couple of other um, uh, uh, definitions that kind of fit in there. and expands a little bit on that. Um, so I won't spend much time on that. Flip that one over to chart number seven. Um, And you see these uh, basically four main religious worldviews that we see in our world. Atheism, monotheism, pantheism, and polytheism. Okay? All of them end with theism. What does, what is, why is that? Okay, because that relates to God. You know, theology is the, what? The study of God. That theo um, prefix there deals with God. Okay? So atheism is what? Okay, <laughs> okay. Athe- that would be atheology. Um, atheism is the idea that, that there is no God, right? That there is atheism. No, there's no God, right? There is no atheism. That's what that means. Literally, there is no God. It denies the existence of God. So atheists say there is no God. In our culture, what are some atheistic groups? Got a big one here on the College of Charleston campus. Secular humanists, okay, are a big... Uh, atheist group, um, a very powerful, really sort of a growing force in our culture, um, very active group as well. Um, now, atheism, um, there are some milder forms of that, like agnosticism and skepticism. What's agnosticism? How's that different? How's an agnostic different from an atheist? Okay, if the agnostic isn't willing to say that for sure that there is no God, the agnostic says... We just don't have enough information to know. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I don't really know. 
Um, there may be a God, there may not be. I just don't know. Yeah, it's ignor- yeah, ignoramus. Yeah, it's the same, same sort of a root. Um, so the atheist says there is no God. The agnostic says I don't have any information. It's impossible to know if there is or there isn't. And then the skeptic, um, you see the definition at the bottom of that chart under atheism, is, uh, comes from the aspect that one should always question the reliability of our sense perception since it may be deceptive. Um, Reason also has limits. So, you know, we don't know if it is or isn't. We're just skeptical of anything that we perceive because we could be wrong about it. And we could see it incorrectly and we could be biased. And so even though we see things and we think that there's a certain way, you know, you just need to doubt all those things because you, you can't know for sure. You can't know for sure. You may, be, you may be deceived about it. So that's the skeptic. You can't really land any firmly anywhere. So um, so you've got that. This, this is a huge worldview. It may even... This, this worldview may be the most prominent worldview in our country right now. I, I, I think you can make an argument that it is. Um, even though, still in surveys, more people identify with Christianity than anything else. Um, when you start digging around underneath to the worldview, a lot of people who identify with Christianity actually um, have more of a humanistic sort of a worldview. So, I don't know. You could argue it either way. Uh, monotheism, okay, we, we got an idea what that is, right? One God... That's, you know, mono, one, that's it. Only one God and no multiple deities. Uh, you've got a list there of some. Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Baha'i, Zoroastrianism. Um, who knows what Zoroastrianism is? I didn't think so. We'll find out along the way. Um, so you get the idea of what that is. Um, <clears throat> pantheism. What's pantheism? Yeah, God is in all things, and all things are part of God. You know, it's pan means cross the whole, you know, everything is God. You're part of God, and I'm part of God, and the trees are part of God, and, you know, we're all, God is in everything, and everything is related to God, and so forth. Uh, God is, as you see the quote there, one in being with the universe, and everything in the universe is a manifestation of this impersonal essence called God. So, um, and there's, there's variance within pantheism. Um, Buddhism, Hinduism fall under this category. Okay? Um, and then polytheism, what's that? Okay, many gods. Lots of gods. Poly means many. Uh, many gods. There are many deities. Um, and and that, that spills over into various different groups. And as you can see, things like Hinduism don't fall completely into one rigid category. Sometimes they tip into from one to the other, depending on the variant of that particular religion. Um, and you'll notice at the bottom under polytheism, it says polytheism was the prevailing worldview was in the ancient Mediterranean world, Egypt, Greece, Rome, Babylonia, Persia, and much of northern Europe. That You probably know that if you've studied history. Uh, biblical history certainly plays that out, right? So I want you to get those categories as, and, and know those terms because as we work our way through these individual religions, we're going to identify which category they fit under. You know, are they monotheists? Are they pantheists? And are they, you know, some other thing? So um, does that make sense? Do those words make sense to you? Those categories, do you understand them or at least have a vague grip on it? A nod of the head either way helps me know. Yeah? Yes. Okay. That's good. Um, so... Um, Next week, we'll start out with our first monotheistic religion, and we'll start looking at Jewish faith or Judaism or Judaism. Okay? You ready for that?
You ready to lock in and roll on the roller coaster here? All right, let's do it. Let's pray before we go. Father, we're thankful for uh, this little bit of foundation that we've talked about tonight and last week. uh, We're anxious to get rolling with these um, various uh, religions. Lord, we pray that you would uh, give us eyes to see and and minds to to be able to wrap around some things that seem so foreign to us. Um, And we pray that that, that through the study, uh, the the actual result in our lives would be one that would um, sharpen our understanding of our own faith. That would give us more confidence even than we have now in the, in the veracity of what we believe. Um, give us confidence, Lord, that, uh, that our faith stands in comparison to others. Help us to be better uh, apologists, better able to defend our faith when it's challenged. And uh, use this study to make some of those things a reality. And beyond that, Lord, we pray that you would uh, help us as we study these things to, to gain deeper insight as to how to communicate with people from other faiths. That they might be introduced perhaps through us to you, the one true living God who has revealed himself to us in your holy word, the Bible. Uh, So we pray for those things for ourselves and for one another as we navigate. We pray them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.